Hey friend, thanks so much for meeting me here at Frothy Monkey in beautiful downtown Franklin, Tennessee. It's a great place to get a good cup of joe and share together in some good conversation. Anyway, be looking at the menu. I know you're new here. Decide what you want. Text it to me. I'm going to go ahead and get in line and place our order. Hey, you're listening to Guat Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, always advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. It's hard to believe, but we're closing in on episode 100. This is season 5, episode 91. Title, The Bogart Way. Subtitle, The Tripod of Peace. Wow, since my last podcast where I pointed out how every main institution of Christianity is under assault and the leaders collapsing in moral failure... I learned that gospel singer, songwriter, producer, and collaborator Kirk Franklin, probably the most well-known person in that genre of music, is under major assault for a phone confrontation with an adult son whom, by Kirk's admission, he has been in conflict with for years. The son recorded a phone conversation with him that captured Kirk using a string of profanity along with harsh comments. The event is tragic and damaging to Kirk, gospel music, and the Christian faith. Franklin has already issued a public apology and a little background on the situation that led up to the heated phone conversation. The revelation does not change my appreciation for Kirk Franklin or minimize my thoughts towards him. He made a mistake. He allowed the ongoing turmoil with his son to provoke him to sin, and he will pay the consequences for it. Sadly, the world will gloat over the failure and seek to destroy him with it. Friend, things have got to change. The saints of God are allowing Satan to take them down. And remember that takedown is not a total collapse because in Christ, we never totally collapse. Satan is capable of destroying our witness on this planet, especially when we give him the ammunition to do it. He's on the move and he's seeking to destroy the truth that sets men free in Jesus Christ by smearing Christ's followers. So today I want to give you the Bogart way to peace and success as we march through this fallen world, which is really, in reality, it, folks, it really is a battlefield. We can never become complacent and think that this world is our home. It is not. It is transitory in nature. We are passing through this present world to an eternity spent in heaven, if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, or an eternity separated from God in a very real place called hell, which in the end is a place of liquid, lightless fire, like molten lava that will burn you forever without ever consuming your body, mind, or soul. After I read Psalm 39, I want to share with you what Charles Spurgeon, I've quoted him often on this podcast, but the great 19th century British preacher had to say about this psalm. It is so profound that I want to share it with you. Psalm 39, it's on the fleeting nature of life. Verse 1, I said, I will guard my ways so that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle as long as the wicked are in my presence. I was speechless and quiet. I kept silent, even from speaking good, and my pain intensified. My heart grew hot within me as I mused. A fire burned. I spoke with my tongue. Lord, reveal to me the end of my life and the number of my days. Let me know how short-lived I am. You indeed have made my days short in length and my lifespan as nothing in your sight. Yes, every mortal man is only a vapor, Selah. Verse 6, certainly man walks about like a mere shadow. Indeed, they frantically rush around in vain, gathering possessions without knowing who will get them. Now, Lord, what do I wait for? 
My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the taunt of fools. I am speechless. I do not open my mouth because of what you have done. Remove your torment from me. I fade away because of the force of your hand. You discipline a man with punishment for sin, consuming like a moth what is precious to him. Every man is only a vapor, Selah. Verse 12, Hear my prayer, Lord, and listen to my cry for help. Do not be silent at my tears. For I am a foreigner residing with you, a temporary resident like all my fathers. Turn your angry gaze from me so that I may be cheered up before I die and am gone. For the evening of March 14th, Spurgeon writes, the focus is on that first verse where it says, I will take guard my ways. I will take guard my ways. Modern English is, I will guard my ways. Spurgeon writes, fellow pilgrim, do not say in your heart, I will go here and there and shall not sin. For you are never so out of danger of sinning as to boast of security. The road is very muddy. It will be hard to pick your path so as to not dirty your clothes. This is a world of sticky tar. You will need to watch often, if in handling it you are to keep your hands clean. There is a robber at every turn of the road to rob you of your jewels. There is a temptation in every mercy. There is a snare in every joy. And if you ever reach heaven, it will be a miracle of divine grace to be ascribed entirely to your Father's power. Be on your guard. When a man carries a bombshell in his hand, he should mind that he does not go near a candle. And you too must take care that you enter not into temptation. Even your common actions are edged tools. You must mind how you handle them. There is nothing in this world to foster a Christian's dutiful conduct and devotion to God, but everything to destroy it. How anxious should you be to look up to God, that He may preserve you? Your prayer should be, Uphold me, and I shall be safe. Having prayed, you must also watch, guarding every thought, word, and action with holy devotion to God. Do not expose yourself unnecessarily, but if called to exposure, if you are bidden to go where the darts are flying, never venture forward without your shield. For if once the devil finds you without your shield of faith, he will rejoice that his hour of triumph is come and will soon make you fall down, wounded by his arrows. Though you cannot be slain, wounded you may be. Be sober, be vigilant. Danger may be in an hour when all seems securest to you. Therefore, take heed to your ways and be alert and sober-minded for prayer. No man ever fell into error through being too watchful. May the Holy Spirit guide us in all our ways. So shall they always please the Lord. I encourage you to take some time and listen to this podcast episode seated someplace where you can write down the key components of this message. It will help you to put into practice these admonitions that protect you and promote the peace of Jesus in your life. Social media is destroying us, creating an environment where people say anything they want with a sense of no real retribution or damage. But in the real living of life on this fallen planet, we are opening up a can of worms and a Pandora's box if we put ourselves out there every time we disagree with someone's position, attitude, action, or stare. There are times that we are commanded in Scripture to be counted on, to stand up and speak up, but every errant action of others does not necessarily demand our response or action. The old saying, let sleeping dogs lie, has become a cultural proverb for a reason. It is wise to avoid interfering in a situation that is currently causing no problems, 
but might do so as a result of such interference. My brother-in-law and I have been friends since I was in the fifth grade and he was in the seventh grade. I've known him longer than I've known my wife. He is a huge film noir fan. Out of the film noir movies of Bogart and others, he came up with a code to live by, and it really does summarize Psalm 39 and the encouragement from Charles Spurgeon. The code is a three-legged tripod for peace. Code number one, keep your ducks in a row. It means to take care of your duties and responsibilities, to organize your affairs. It's guarding your ways in the areas of duties and responsibilities. Code number two, keep your nose clean. I can just hear Bogart saying that now. Hey, kid, keep your nose clean. It means to stay out of trouble by not doing anything wrong, to avoid acts that will make your reputation questionable. It's guarding your ways in your moral action. Action number three, code number three, tripod leg number three for peace. Keep your mouth shut. Wow, listen to that again, friend. And don't misunderstand me with what I'm saying, but listen to that. Keep your mouth shut. In the spirit of bogey, don't be a wise guy. Keep your mouth shut. Proverbs 21, 23 puts it this way. He who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. Let me read that again. He who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. Friend, just because someone says something provocational to you does not mean you have to respond. Most of the time, the best thing is to just walk away. It means guarding your ways in the use of your words. So your duties and responsibilities, your moral action, and your mouth guard your ways. This world is a battlefield where our adversary, the devil, is looking for the way in, and mean people are looking for a way to take you down. We don't walk through this world in fear, but we sure must walk through it with a sober-mindedness, caution, awareness of the frailty of life, and the snares and pitfalls of sin that so easily entangle us. So remember, keep your ducks in a row, keep your nose clean, and keep your mouth shut. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.